Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Braden Sprint here as we uh, cover and preview all the leagues here in San Diego uh, County for high school football. Uh, we started off with... Uh, some uh, some of the lower level teams are not really lower level, but some of the small schools in the coastal and the Pacific leagues. And uh, we're going through. We got our analysts in here. John Maffey joining us today to uh, preview some of the other North County leagues. Uh, Maffey, how you doing today? Very good, thanks. Uh, so we got John Maffey in here. We're going to be talking about uh, the Palomar and the Valley leagues uh, on uh, this particular podcast. So let's start with the Palomar league. Uh, they got Del Norte, Mount Carmel, Poway, RB, Vista. And Westview, and when when you first look at this league, um, the names that jump out to me have to be Rancho Bernardo and Poway the most, just because last year they were the you know top of the league uh, last year. I know Vet, uh, Vista's got Desmond Tua, uh, that's going to be a, a great piece for them as well. And um, you know Mount Carmel's supposed to be better. Del Norte had a really good season last year, um, you know one of their best seasons ever in their hit program history. Um, just real quick, grand scheme of things, what do you see out of the Palomar League? You know, I think it's going to be very competitive. Uh, the the team that I really like in that league is Vista. Uh, I think because they have all three of their running backs back, they've got uh, probably 2,500 yards or more in the three backs in uh, Tua, uh, Kelly, and Flores. And you know, Flores, the big pounding fullback who kind of opens it up for 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 Kelly and Tua. Uh, the problem there is they don't. Their quarterback graduated. He was kind of the maestro of that offense. But I, I really like what they bring back. But Poway, Poway's very well coached. They're strong. They have Josh Butler back, the big running back. Uh, I think they're going to be very good. And Rancho Bernardo has kind of gone through some growing pains at quarterback, uh, kind of shuffling things around. That, you know, when you have two, sometimes you don't have any. And they're trying to make a decision there. So I think it's it's those three teams. Del Norte is going to drop off a bit. Uh, Mount Carmel, I agree, is is on its way up. They have, uh, you know, the quarterback is back, uh, and uh, and their uh, Ty Virgin, their very versatile, very good running back, is back. Westview is in for a long season. Yes, they are. Uh, they had a pretty rough season last year. Lost a couple guys uh, to transfers as well. Uh, let's let's break it down team by team as we go through uh, kind of their schedule. We'll give a couple of our predictions who we think. Uh, you know, going to be some games uh, to watch out for and who we think uh, ultimately is going to be the league champion. So we'll start in just in alphabetical order, starting with Del Norte. Uh, they returned eight of their 22 guys uh, on offense and defense last year. They went 6-5. and five. Their JV went 6-4. and four. Uh, Had key wins last year over La Jolla, Sarah, and Westview. Uh, they also lost to Sarah, Scripps Ranch, and Vista. Uh, a couple notable losses for Del Norte. Uh, I agree with you. I think they're going to come back down a little bit this year. I got them going 2-8. and eight. Uh, their non-league schedule is not too bad. It's very um, comparable to their level of talent in terms of right. it's going to be games that they're going to be able to win. Uh, I'm not necessarily thinking they're going to win a lot of those, but they open up with Fallbrook. Uh, we'll talk about them, of course, in our uh, Valley League podcast. But Fallbrook's a team that's had 
three coaches over the last like six months. So it's going to be tough for them uh, to win a lot of games. I could see Del Norte winning that game. Script Ranch is going to be better. That's a tough game for Del Norte. Sarah's pretty good from last year. Uh, at La Jolla is going to be tough. And then they get into league play, um, which I only see them winning one game in league play, potentially over Westview. As of right now, I got Del Norte going two and eight. Uh, how do you see uh, them faring this season? I, I, th- I think that's pretty accurate. I think. Two and eight, uh, with if everything goes right, maybe four and six. But uh, I, I things have to go right. I, I, Lee Cole does a really nice job there. He's, you know, I think he's a very veteran coach. And and exactly what you said, I think he schedules smart early in in the in the non league and that teams that that he's even with. Yeah, you know, it, yeah it's yeah. not like he's scheduling way out of his league right. and, and just trying to boost his rating for the playoffs, but he's also not playing a bunch of teams that he knows he can beat. It's right around the same caliber team, and uh, you definitely see that with Del Norte's non-league schedule. Right, and, and I think that, that's smart. You don't want to play, you know, Julian. You know, right. you, you want to play somebody that you're competitive with and you have a chance to win, and I think that's what he's done. So I got we I think we agreed Del Norte kind of going to be near the bottom of the pack this year uh, in, the, um, in the Palomar League. I got him going 2-8. and eight. Um, but it doesn't mean they're going to go two and eight. I just think they're going to go two and eight. But the, based on their schedule, based on what they got coming back, all that sort of thing. We're moving on to Mount Carmel. Uh, this is the other team I don't think is going to do as uh, uh, as as very well in this league. But I do think they're going to be a lot better because they do have some studs coming back. Their JV team last year, uh, I didn't get the official record, but I'm pretty sure they either went ten and zero or nine and one. Right. They were had a really good ju- uh, junior varsity team last year. Uh, so we might be able to see Mount Carmel start to come back to where you know maybe they wanted to be uh, before, and uh, it might just be two years away uh, for Mount Carmel. This year, I mean, it's tough just because of their schedule. Talking about teams that kind of schedule out of their league, Mount Carmel, they open up with Valley Center, who's going to be tough. They go to at Granite Hills, um, who we saw them play last year, and they got a lot of guys coming back. They got some big dudes as well. They're going to be good. Then they go play uh, their, um, you know, one of the rivalry games, yeah. if you will, against Mira Mesa, and we know Chris Thompson's turning Mira Mesa around. Then they got Ramona and Vista, uh, you know, Vista obviously in league, and then they got San Marcos. So they're playing uh, an avocado league school. They're playing a school from the Grossmont Hills League, which is a tough league. They're playing uh, Mira Mesa, uh, who's in the second level um, city league, but they're good enough to be in the uh, in the uh, uh, Western League. And then you, you got Valley Center, who's going to be. T- I mean, it's a tough schedule for for Mount Carmel. It it is, and and, and I uh, I had a, a really nice sit down with John Anderson, the coach there. We we talked for probably two hours. And 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 he just he looked at his schedule. He scratched his head. He goes, "Who the heck scheduled this?" <laughs> and you know, obviously it's him. But he they're going to be better. They're uh, Ty Virgin's back, and I think he's one of the one of the really good versatile backs in the, in the county. And uh, Carson, uh, and it's hard to pronounce his last name. Uh, T- uh, Tamapoa, I think it is. Uh, it was a sophomore last year. Really struggled early. Uh, and kind of got it. The light kind of came on around midseason or so. And John says Carson, and I and I've seen Carson play basketball. He's he's six three ish. He's uh, definitely. I saw yeah. him at the uh, the Top Dog uh, video shoot they did the other day at Mira Mesa High School. Uh, he's got some size. He's, yes. he's definitely. It's not like he showed up as a junior and he's smaller than everybody else playing at Mount Carmel. That guy is going to be a very key factor for Mount Carmel having a good year. And with the JV team that they got coming up, um, they might surprise. Them. I, I I have them going two and eight, but I can honestly, I think their ceiling could 
could be six and four. I think I think six and four. You know, five and five, six and four. I think would be would be a really good season for him. And 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 the pressure is on there a little bit. I think John's feeling. You know, uh, the new athletic director there is kind of putting the coach's feet to the fire to win games, and so John feels the pressure a little bit to win. And, and I think they're going to have, uh, if not a breakout season, a nice season. That's Mount Carmel uh, coming down in uh, alphabetical order as we go. So I got Del Norte going 2-8. I got Mount Carmel going 2-8, and eight, scheduling, all that sort of thing. But, again, uh, these teams are definitely good enough to uh, change that and, and maybe go 4-6. and six. And then, of course, Mount Carmel uh, could potentially go 6-4. and four. Poway, uh, the next team on the list uh, kind of alphabetically as we go through here. Uh, to me, they are uh, the league favorite. I have them winning the league this year. They got 14 guys coming back from last year. Last year they had a pretty good team, uh, definitely a exceeded my expectations last year. I didn't think they were going to have a very good season, and they uh, they ripped off and went to eight and three last year. Their JV team went seven and three. They had big wins over Rancho Bernardo, Grossmont, and Vista. Uh, of course, that Grossmont was early in the year yeah. before you know Grossmont kind of you know fell off a little bit. But uh, this team's going to be pretty good. They open up with Granite Hills. That game's going to be out right here on ninety-seven through the fan. I will be calling that game with Coach John Cantera. It's going to be a fun one out there. Uh, Olympian is a team that they could definitely beat. Then they got Ramona and a cross league, Escondido in a cross league, uh, and then the last other game that they have on their non-league schedule is Tesoro. Uh, that's probably one of their only losses, I think, this year, but I, I think Poway is going to have a really good season, uh, especially with Butler coming back at running back. I, I agree. I think they're, they're, they're primed for a good year. They're, they're big up front, and, and they have a very talented back, you know, and, and he plays both ways. He, you know, he's, he can break a tackle at the line of scrimmage, and he can get into the secondary and outrun you. And that's Josh Butler, and uh, I believe he was like a 1,200 yard back last year, and I could see him getting into the 1,700, 1,800 yard ranges here. Especially if they got uh, some big guys up front. Poway, Poway is a school that used to have a lot of big guys, and then all of a sudden it started to change where they didn't get as many big kids anymore. They were either like moving out to Ramona or what have you. They weren't just getting the same size kids, but uh, they get some some size back. They could be the you know the big old country boys that used to be out there in Poway. I think so, and and, and and I agree because they, you know it is it is kind of horse country out there, you know, and, and you have you have larger homes with with some acreage, so you know you're getting some some kids that are you know that are tough and you know big old tough kids, and it kind of backed off a little bit, and but it's coming back, and I think Scott Coates, the the new coach there, has you know, and, and Damian Gonzalez did a great job there, and and would still be coaching other, I think, but family wise, and, and being the athletic director just took up too much time, and you know Scott Scott kind of went through the growing pains his first year, and now now he's got it together, and I think he 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 has a direction, he knows what he wants to do. I'm excited to get out to Poway uh, week one as they take on Granite Hills, hosting Granite Hills. Uh, uh, same game from last year. They lost to Granite Hills last year. We'll see what happens. Of course, you can listen to that game on the Radio.com app and on 97.3. The fan is uh, we broadcast uh, 14 games this year of the high school football season. Moving on, uh, halfway through the league now, Rancho Bernardo. Uh, they only got... Uh, Listed according to Cal Preps, uh, based on what Tristan McCoy sent into them, they only got three returning starters. Um, that's always hard to replace guys, especially when we got three coming back last year, seven and four. Their JV team did really well, though. They went nine and one. I saw them in passing league this year. They definitely have a lot of athletes. But again, the quarterback problem is going to be an issue because you have two guys that are are still kind of getting equal reps. They had equal reps last year. We did their game against Mission Hills, and it was every other drive they're switching quarterbacks, right. and nobody can get really into a rhythm. Um, so that's a serious that's a serious problem that that Rancho Bernardo is going to have to face going into uh, next season. Is who's going to win the starting job, and 
they can't. I, you can't. I'm not going to tell a coach what he can and cannot do. But it's tough to play a different quarterback every drive. And and I think Tristan knows that. And I I think that exactly what he wants to do is is pick a pick someone. And from what uh, what my intel tells me, he has he has picked someone. And and it's not Noah Morris. Noah Noah is really really talented, but from what I understand, just doesn't grasp the concept. Not that he doesn't grasp the offense. Doesn't grasp the concept of what they're trying to do because it it he might be a little bit more talented than what they're asking him to do. If that if that makes sense. And and so I th- I think uh, you know he will not be the quarterback. They will settle on one, and and an an injury may change that. But uh, I think they're 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 going to be okay. But I, I can see them. I, I can't see a seven and four, you know, eight, eight and three kind of season. I I got them going about six and four right now. Um, they open up with Madison, who Madison traditionally is usually pretty good, but right now they're kind of going through a, a, a spell where they're just not getting the same kids they used to get. Um, it's kind of been a, almost a max es- exodus over there at Madison. A lot of kids are staying home, not really venturing out in the city leagues, which, you know, I mean, right. if, if you live in the city of San Diego, you can go to any city school. Right. So they had kids going all over the place. Now it doesn't look like they got a couple guys coming back, but not really. A, you could see Madison potentially going a, a, a dip down. Then the Rancho Bernardo's got San Pasqual, um, who's always going to be tough. The, the wing T type offense they run, they usually have some a big front. Um, that's going to be a tough game for them. Valley Center is going to be tough. Uh, Point Loma is an interesting matchup, I think, uh, for Rancho Bernardo as well as they continue to play a couple Western League teams. Uh, and then they get in the league play. They do have El Camino on the schedule as well, uh, an Avocado League team. But uh, I got Rancho Bernardo go, going 6-4. and four. Um, it's, it's surprising to me that they've already – not really surprising to me that they already made their quarterback decision because it's smart to do that, and I know you were saying – and I know I've met Tristan McCoy before, and I know he's a good coach, and he's not a guy that wants to play two quarterbacks uh, the entire season. Um, but I watched both those kids play last year in a playoff game, and it looked like a preseason game because one kid would drive down and score – and then instead of having him stay in the rest of the next drive, they put the other kid in, and then he would yeah. drive down and score. And then Noah Morris would come in and throw a pick, and then they'd put the other kid in, and he'd throw a pick. And it was just back and <laughs> yeah. forth. They were matching wits the entire time. like Almost they were competing against each other yes. while still playing on the same team, trying to beat Mission Hills, and it, it, it turned into a disaster uh, in the second half. But Rancho Bernardo, if they could fix that quarterback problem, and try to get some uh, get some good pieces with the way their JV team played last year. Um, who knows? They they might they might do better than six and four. I got them at six and four. Um, do you agree with that? To go five and five? I, I think four and I, six? I, I look at them at a five as a five and five team, and and could be six and four because I I agree with you. I think Tristan is an outstanding coach, and you know very well prepared, good staff. Uh, you know, and you know, and I've been to a number of his practices, and and you know they practice very well. They practice hard. It's crisp. So I you know I could see them. I could see six and four, but I'm looking more at five and five. Let's move on to Vista. We got two teams left here as we break down the Palomar League or Palomar League preview on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Make sure uh, to tune into our high school football show each and every Thursday night from nine to eleven. Uh, John Maffey, who's uh, with us right now, joins us on the first show on August fifteenth, and then we'll uh, keep it going throughout the rest of the season following Thursday night football. And of course, Friday nights we're going to have football on the air on 97.3 and on the Radio.com app. A high school game each and every week for the uh, fourteen games this season. All 
way through the playoffs. Moving on to Vista. This is your team, if I uh, heard you earlier correctly, this is the team that you think is going to win the Palomar League. I'm I'm picking I'm going out on a limb and I I, I and I know you got pa- Desmond too. Yeah. It's not that much yeah. of a limb yeah. going pa- out there. Yeah, Poway's <laughs> Poway's kind of the sexy favorite and 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 and, and understandably so that that they have a good team. But my my dark horse and is going to be Vista. I th- I think they have a chance to win the league. I think they have a chance. They finally get it what they're what they're trying to do with Dave Bottom came in there uh and and they have a lot of really talented kids and he came in and wanted to run wanted to run the wing tee and there was there was almost an open revolt but the kids now get it they understand the offense and when you have 2500 yards coming back and the the key will be the quarterback if right. uh if he can if he can do what they did last year, get the ball to the right person, you know, uh, get, get, get the ball to the wing back on the counter, and, and it's wide open and he's flying down the field, they got a chance. You have a wing T offense, so what, what about maybe moving one of the backs to play quarterback? Could you, know, you that, see Desmond Tua potentially taking some snaps under center? I, I don't, you know, you know, and maybe just because he, ne- he never has and, and didn't in the summer, but... You know he, you know he is a he's a really talented player. He had, he's he's an 800 900 yard back who who has a chance to double that this year and plays de, you know plays really good defense. Uh, you know uh, Flores, the big pounding fullback, is the key because you have to honor him and that opens everything else up. And and uh, Kelly is another is the other wing and and he's got great speed. So I I, I would think that I would want the ball. You know, uh, have my quarterback hand off, and and because they don't throw that much. When they do, they're very effective because guys are you know they're cheating. They're selling out for the right. They're cheating eight nine in the box. They're selling out for trap. They're selling out for down. All that uh, sort of good stuff. But I was talking with Desmond to his father. He's the D line coach at Vista, and uh, we were breaking down. He was like, "Yeah, we run the wing T too." And I'm sitting there like, "All right, let's think about the teams that run the wing T." Torrey Pines runs the wing tee. They're in the Open Championship last year. Cathedral Catholic runs the wing tee. They're in the Open Championship last year. Eastlake runs a hybrid of the wing tee. They went deep in the playoffs last year. That is an offense. It's not sexy to watch. It's not flashy. It's not going to run up and down the field. But, man, is it difficult to stop. And if you run it properly, it's going to be a problem for defenses to stop. Yeah, yeah and I, I think the, the great word that you said is run it properly. Yes. And if it's run right – and it's run crisp, and, and the quarterback is is the key. If if you have a magician with the ball, and and he can you know he can take the snap, he can you know he can hide it, he can disguise where it's, where the ball's going, and he's got he he's got backs running free, he's got receivers running free, and then you know and big plays are fun to watch. Doesn't matter if it's running backs or or, or bombs. It uh, you know big plays are big plays. Seven and five last year. Vista went. Their JV team went eight and two. I got them going seven and three this year. They open up with St. Margaret's on a Saturday. They play on the uh, the twenty fourth of August instead of the twenty third, like everybody else. That's an interesting matchup solely because St. Margaret's has come down here and, and hammered uh, bishops and Loyola Country Day and some of the small schools. Uh, it's a pretty good small school. Um, that's going to be a tough matchup for Vista because uh, it, it, the thing that's really difficult for all of us down here in San Diego, and it's tough to have perspective of. There are better teams outside of San Diego than what we see each and every day. And it's tough. It's like you see a team like Sororo playing Cathedral, like, oh, that's just some team from Arizona. You see Harriman playing Helix, uh, you know, if they're from Utah, it's some Utah team. In reality, it's like you kind of have to understand the difference between, you know, 
RBV playing Irvine and then Vista playing St. Margaret's. So yeah. St. Margaret's is a good football team, and it's going to be a tough game for them. Yes, and you know, and and St. Margaret's also plays uh, Santa Fe Christian this year, and and uh, I I talked to John Wallace, Santa Fe Christian, about St. Margaret's, and he, you know, he goes, they are very good. You know? Yes, and they, and they had a rivalry. Santa Fe Christian had a rivalry with uh, Bishop Diego out of Santa Barbara, but it got to be a little too far to drive, and so he said, now St. Margaret's being right in San Juan Capistrano wanted to get kind of get out of the of the Orange County yeah. you know uh you know play the same people over and over again and so they you know they came down to play in Santa Fe and Vista this year to to get a different look and and it could be maybe with Santa Fe running the 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 wing tee they might have wing team teams in their league that they want to see but I think Vista is going to be a little bit too good for uh, St. Margaret's but it, it, it's going to be a very good game. That's going to be a good game. Uh, real quick, they play at LCC. It's going to be tough uh, playing an Avocado League team, RBV, rivalry game. they got Morse again, kind of the traditional matchup. Uh, then they get into league play, and then they finish the season with Carlsbad. So I, I, I see them going 7-3. and three. I don't think they beat the Avocado League schools, even though they have the talent to do it, and then I don't think they beat Poway. That's where you differ from me in terms of uh, who wins the league. I don't want to get too far into scheduling because I know you got an article coming up on scheduling, <laughs> and we can have our own podcast on scheduling. I find it fascinating. We might have to do that. We might have to release a, a scheduling of podcasts with John Mafia and myself. Uh, but we're on to our last team now. We've moved on to Westview. I don't see them winning a game in league. Um, it's going to be tough for them. They're going to have a tough season, I think. I officially have them going 1-9. and nine. Um, Coming into the season, according to their rating, they are better than Rancho Buena Vista. So that's like the one win I gave them. Plus, yeah. RBV's got to replace Dorian Richardson, which is going to be uh, a very big challenge for RBV, but they're not alone because there's about 10 running backs last year that were all studs that need to be replaced right, yeah. um, in San Diego County. So we'll see if RBV does it. But I think, you know, Westview's got 10 guys coming back uh, reportedly. They went 1-10 last year. Their JV team was a little bit better. I, I still only have them going 1-9. I mean, they don't they play Oceanside, who's a lot better. Even if it was just going on the traditional ocean side, it's it's Oceanside. I yes. mean, it's it's yes. tough for Westview to go and play and beat Oceanside. San Pasquale is going to have size. Then they got Granite Hills, who's going to be tough. And then uh, they got San Marcos. I mean, they did not do themselves any favors with scheduling. I know a lot of them are probably two-year contracts, maybe more, but I don't see them winning more than one game this season. Well, well they went one and nine last year with a quarterback who threw for two thousand yards and a receiver who caught eighty balls, and they both transferred out. Yes. So, uh, and in talking to to Kyle Williams, uh, the coach at Westview, they are going to run a double wing, double tight. They're going with you know the old sniffer so, offense. Yeah. And he goes, you know, the only chance we have to win this year, and maybe not the only chance, but he says the best chance we have to win this year is to line it up, run the clock, you know, try to try to keep the ball away from the other team, and go down score, maybe eat up, you know, seven and a half, eight minutes in a in a quarter on a drive, and he said if we can do that. We've got a chance, but I think if they if they don't, if they turn it off, they're three and out. They're 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 going to be in trouble. That goes back to the whole running the offense properly conversation. Because if Westview can successfully get four yards of pop, yes, and then all of a sudden it's the end of the first quarter, they're up seven nothing, and the other team hasn't even possessed the ball yet. They can they can win a lot of a lot of games. You saw Cathedral today against Folsom. Yes, Folsom is a team that runs the ball up and down the field. You got to try to pay it, play at their place. Helix tried doing that, and they ran out of gas. And Cathedral's like, we're just going to hold on to the ball as long as possible and wear these guys down. And they got incredibly frustrated. And uh, a team like Granite Hills that likes throwing the ball, a team like Oceanside who I know likes throwing the ball, um, you know, San Pasquale 
that that game against San Pasqual might be done in about twenty minutes. Take the air out of the ball. Yeah, but the, a lot of these teams that like throwing it all over the place, they're going to be sitting there on the sideline and just incredibly frustrated yeah. that they're not on the field. And if Westview can keep doing that and getting multiple yards, they might frustrate teams into losses. Well, the and yeah, honestly, and, and, and you know, not not trying to make fun of it, but the coin toss might be big for Westview. If you if you get the ball first and you can go down and score, then you know then you've got a chance. If you if you don't score and they come down and score on you, they force a turnover. Now you're down 14. That offense doesn't work. If I win the coin toss and I was, I want the ball every single time. Yeah, <laughs> try to run the. Yeah, clock I, I, I think they would. I think they would take the ball. Uh, so that is the last team we talked about in the Palomar League. Again, I got it. Uh, I got Poway winning it. I'm going with the flashy pick, John. I know you like Vista. I got Vista coming in second at four and one. I got Rancho Bernardo coming in third at three and two. Then I got Mount Carmel at two and three, Del Norte at one and four, and Westview at zero oh and five. That's kind of like my my six uh, for the Palomar League. But I think it's going to be a fun league. I think it's going to be a competitive league. And um, you know, all the teams that we said we're not going to do very well, of course, they can just come out and play great football and, and have better records. What we say is not set in stone. We're just kind of evaluating based on what right. talent they got, uh, who's coming back, what type of schedules they have, and what have you. Because uh, as much as we'd love to give everybody an eight and two season, it's just mathematically impossible. Yes, and and I I, I agree with you. I, I I I think other than the top, I think I think it'll flip flop at the top, and, and wouldn't be surprised if Poway wins it. But I think it'll flip-flop at the top, and the rest of them will fall into place. That is the Palomar League. John Maffey, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, we'll also have him back for the Valley League podcast as well. Uh, if you want to hear any of our league podcasts, we're releasing them starting August 14th all the way to the uh, day before opening uh, opening night on the 23rd of August. Two leagues a day. Uh, if you want to check them out, be sure to check us out on Radio.com. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. We've got the podcast on there as well and on the 97 Through the Fans website. And uh, give us feedback. Let us know what's going on. Let us know who you think is going to win leagues and what have you. And we look forward uh, to uh, talking to you on Thursday night, August 15th, for our first high school show. And, of course, our first broadcast of the game will be August 23rd against one of these teams, Poway, hosting Granite Hills on 97.3 The Fan. For John Maffey, I'm Braden Suprenit. Thanks for tuning in to the Palomar League Preview. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.